0: Hey podcast friends! If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. No matter how small the audience is, uh, I, I, the one that actually keeps me going, because it is hard when you're constantly making stuff and one thing gets you know 800,000 views and the other thing gets 52 views and you're like, what, what's, you know, what's going on here? It's the concept that one is greater than zero. Somebody is watching and you don't know who that person is. That person could be the producer of your next film. Um, so just really sticking with it. Um, and engaging is also a huge thing. So. No matter how small your audience is, if you are talking with them and if there's comments coming in and you're replying to them, like get a relationship going with your audience because that's who's gonna continue to be fans. Once you find your path, um, sticking with that and not worrying about how the process goes is a huge thing. So not worrying, like as I said, it may lead you in a different way that you didn't even think about and just being open to going with it. Who here knows uh, on YouTube Casey Neistat? He's one of the biggest YouTubers. His huge kind of piece of advice is just three words. just, just keep uploading. Just keep at it and you'll find your audience. Um, consistency is huge. Um, and really, you gotta, you gotta open up. Like he said, be yourself. Really let your emotion come out. Like, let, lead with your heart on your sleeve. Because um, that's how people really connect with you emotionally and see the kind of humanity within you. So the big question is this. How are creators like us, who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. What's up
1: everybody, Uh, my name is Joshua Palmer. Thank you for attending our panel on short form media and going viral. A little bit about me to start off. I'm a student at the Art Institute of Colorado. I'll be graduating here in December. I also work locally here on independent film, commercials, a lot of reality TV, stuff like that, and do corporate videos and YouTube stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of me. Uh, For right now, we're gonna teach you guys, or try to teach you guys on how to make a good social media panel or video. We got a couple different experts here uh, from a couple different types of short-form media. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna kick it off. Uh, We got Noah Mitten.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, He specializes in kind of adventure, parkour, breakdancing, fluid arts. Yeah, liquid arts. Uh, We got Alexander. (laughs) Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's um, the first time
0: we're all meeting today. <laughs> first,
1: time, yeah, it's first time we've all met, well, me and Alexander know um, each other. Alexander is a local independent filmmaker who got his start in social media, stuff like that, and he's won some awards, and he used that to transfer into becoming an independent making feature films. And Pretty then awesome. we have Nancy Fingerhood. Uh, she has a show called Mile High Nancy. Pretty funny. I would recommend checking it out. She's also a local comic, stand-up comedian. She's done a lot of that. She's also won some stuff. And why do you think people should use social media and make videos uh, for social
2: media?
3: Um, So, in my opinion, I think that a lot of what's happening right now in cinema is changing. Uh, As we know it for a very long time, cinema was about going to the theaters. Uh, We saw motion picture as something that was a A place where we came as a community to one spot to enjoy films and moving images and that's changing now since we have the internet We have social media. We have YouTube. We have Vimeo. We now have several outlets on the television uh, from Apple TV to Amazon Fire TV and that's opening up a whole world for folks to Tell their story to show people things in the world to entertain us and make us laugh uh, (laughs) to uh, express ourselves and that's why we should utilize this new form of media, uh, short form media, whether it is just showing short films or comedies or a vlog. We now have that option to connect all around, all around the world and tell about ourselves, and that's a that's a big change that we've seen in our world because uh, we had the telephone and we could call. I could call Kyle whenever I wanted to, or I could call my mom and dad when I was uh, while I was deployed, but. Now it's advanced to a point to where now we can express things visually and show people. We can speak to people in China and in Europe. And uh, doing that is something that uh, humanity now has at their fingertips. And we should uh, utilize that. Absolutely. Um, so, could, uh, so just when you
2: talk about like, you know, being applied to the guy. this is more personal level, I guess. But I've also created video biographies for people so that um, you know, you can interview your grandparents and pass that video on to future generations, like capture the stories of your loved ones with the photos interspersed. So I've done that as well on a professional level, you know, for clients. Um, but, this, you know, you can share that on YouTube with people saying you have family members living in Australia. You know, you can share that now on a private link. Um, but as far as like, it's great for businesses, and you know, people want to see videos now. Um, but again, on a personal level, if you are a creative person, um, putting your stories into video form is very rewarding. You know, when I have an idea, and I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of it out my brain, and then I'm like, well, I can put that on video. It's just, to see your story come to life is, I don't know, it's just an amazing thing to see. Yes. and uh, there's a lot of options now, um, you know, there's Funny or Die, if you're into Comedy,
0: you know, it's not just YouTube, so, yeah. Well, and in general on that too, um, talking about businesses and reaching people, I have some statistics for you guys, so uh, 75, 70% of the top 100 search results on any subject are video, it's, that's what you see, if you want to Fix something on your car. YouTube can teach you if you you know. So video is everywhere, and in terms of running a business, um, customers are eighty-five percent more likely to actually purchase something of yours if you have a video attached to it. So it's super super powerful in terms of reaching and uh, making something.
3: I just want to say something about how fast we have evolved. She said about Funny or Die, my first short film that kind of that went viral on YouTube. Was actually put on Funnier Die when Funnier Die was in beta. <laughs> oh, wow. And that was in 2009.
0: That's like back in like Pearl stage, right? Yeah. But <laughs> For, <H and> <laughs> For kids, beta like a,
1: um, well, I don't know, I don't it. Testing.
3: It wasn't even a pub- public com- company at all, it was just a, an idea.
0: That's how fast stuff moves, too. It's incredibly fast, just like everything else.
2: And now, Will Ferrell's on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Same stuff. We team found
1: it. So, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, so a big part about doing you know, social media and getting a fan base, you have to find your niche and then you have to develop your niche. Uh, I personally believe everybody in this room has their own niche. You may not have found it yet. Uh, maybe you haven't looked for it yet, but you do have a niche. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you find your niche. Life. If you're wanting to go viral, if you're wanting to start social media, then and then uh, how you go ahead and develop your niche once you figure it out. So with this one, let's go ahead and let
0: Noah kick this one off. Sure. I mean, I think it's it's pretty simple actually. (laughs) It kind of boils down to one word in terms of like finding what you want to be doing, which is your passion. whether you're able to do that more often or if it's just something that you're doing on weekends if you have a job, find your passion and then start engaging in that space and just outwork everyone else. Just keep at it. So just
3: passion is is the real thing to find it. He said passion, and I think for me the key word here would be patience. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that I'm still learning today. And uh, patience is not thinking that just because it doesn't happen tomorrow, that it's not gonna happen. Um, before I even made my first feature film, I was about five years in to making short films. <clears throat> I had my short film shown at uh, L.A. County Cal- Museum of Art. Um, I was on Funnier Die, I was on a ton of sites. I went viral on Vimeo, uh, I was up for a staff pick, and uh, at points it's gonna seem like this has been going on forever. I've been doing this and doing this, and who's gonna notice? And eventually, you know, you're gonna get an opportunity, but you have to show those people that are gonna give you an opportunity that you're persistent, that you have the patience. And the other thing to think about is, is when you start out, you're, you're not, no one starts out perfect. You know, Tiger Woods didn't start out perfect. Kobe Bryant didn't start out perfect. You got it takes time, you grow. Uh, in my feature films alone, I started out with my buddy Nick, and we started out with designs, and he wants to be a designer, and we went from you know, what lamp looks good in this shot to making a fully motion and speaking robot in our current film, completely designed by Nick from concept art forward. And uh, that was an evolution of just three years of learning how to work with each other. So my key thing about doing what you love is uh, patience.
0: I think those two go hand in hand real fast too, like hard work and patience. If you do those two, it, it's, they're super different from each other, but it's really a balance of them that actually makes success. And those light bulbs moments happen just through the process. You're just like, this would be cool. Actually, this would be that's a great idea. I'm gonna pursue that.
1: And in today's society, you have about eight seconds. The first eight seconds to capture someone's attention on your video, or they're just gonna skip and move on to the next one. So you really
2: have to capture the audience's attention right away. So within the first eight to ten seconds, something big has to happen. Like just I don't you know, maybe a bomb. I don't know, just something Because you know, the feature-length film, you have up to 10 minutes to really get into something big. Whereas, you know, the score to 7 minutes, like 10 seconds, that's it, or you've lost them. And so, um, but going to comedy, um, I found these quick cuts. Uh, so basically it's, you know, someone says their line, and you get right to that next line from the other actor or actress. Um, you know, if it's a joke, you know, it's, you know, pairing that like really fast, like no like, like I said, long pauses or just kind of, I've seen videos where there's empty space, like someone leaves in for five, six, seven seconds, an empty hallway in their video, you know, and it's like, okay, just take that out. There's also shoe leather, like, you know, walking from point A to point B, you don't need to film Unless something you know, big is happening when you're getting from point A to point B, but otherwise just cut to where that person is in the room now, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need all the extra space
1: in there. Alexander, if you want to go <coughs> off of that. Uh, yeah, of course. And kind of how do you apply that to making trailers?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, with trailers and even, even feature films, uh, yeah, she said you have the first 10 minutes, but uh, at the same time, you've got that initial reaction. That initial, that, that opening image, no matter what, is very important in film, in short films, in, in trying to sell you a Coca-Cola. You know, you guys want to know, that, why is that Coca-Cola so good? Why am I going to sit here for two hours and watch Alex's movie? That, that, to me, it's, I agree with the cutting. Cutting is a huge part, and I think that that's kind of more on the uh, side of what you're doing, especially as a person who's creating. But in terms of impact, I think it's about what you're saying even if it's a fast image or even if it's a long image. I think uh, it's key to, to understand what it is you're conveying to your audience. And that's for any form of media. And uh, uh, think, think about uh, the opening image of the directive. It's, what's this movie about? It's about a boy and a robot and they're traveling. The opening image is a boy and a robot on his back and he's traveling. And it doesn't, it, it does matter how long it plays in the retrospect but at the same time it's the fact that it impacted in a certain way and what it is that you're saying. If it was just him screaming about drinking a Coca-Cola, then you guys think that this is a Coca-Cola commercial, not about a boy and a robot. So you do have to think about uh, what it is you're conveying in your images, and to me that's what short-form media, long-form media, uh, advertisement, that's what it all
2: is.
0: Yeah, there's actually an uh, interesting kind of uh, trend going on with movie trailers currently on Facebook, which is before you have your classic, like, you know, the, the title of the movie or whatever, they show about five seconds of just insane action or something crazy or a joke happening. Grabs you right away and then you're like, oh, okay, maybe I'll sit down and watch this. So that's, a, that's one of the tactics that, like, big studios use. Um, for me, if it's the, the quick cutting, I actually like to talk about that because that's very specifically, I think, web-based. Like the vlogging style, the kind of, like you don't get into, if your features, if it's the style of it, you can definitely, but I think really more with short form is where the, the fat's totally trimmed off and it's very quick cut because that's kind of the culture that we're in is just like, just get to the point. Um, with anything though, say you have a five minute video, you just still need to tell a story, which is what, and that's really what's going to people, keep people there is telling a good story. So beginning, middle, end, whether it's, you know, say you do a five minute video, you do a two minute, you know, two minute beginning, two minute. Middle one minute end, you have to be able to work within the medium that you're doing.
1: And so, finding your niche, you kind of have to find an audience that goes with your niche. Um, like in my stand up comedy, it's not for everybody. I've learned that you have to find a specific group or a specific crowd that wants to hear that. So it's a little bit different when you're doing web-based videos. So if you guys want to talk about uh, how you find your audience or how you get it out there and Absolutely. kind of develop that audience. Sure.
0: I want to start? Nancy?
1: Um,
2: um, so one of the things you can do is find, if, say your niche is um, dancing. Finding bloggers and influential leaders in that area and sharing your videos with those people. Because if, say you have a blogger or a blogger who is, you know, has a million subscribers, and they like your video, then you ask them to share it, uh, perhaps they will, and then you just kind of go off of their fame. There's also, um, if you're into shopping, a lot of, like a big thing now, is haul videos, and that's where it's really popular with like teenage girls, um, shopping porn kind of, like they bring home products from wherever, that, and they bring it home and they open it up out of the box, and I just got this new pink lipstick, or you know, polish, whatever, and so many people get caught up into that. So haul videos, what they're called, uh, you know, if that's what you're into, you can find other haul video vloggers that are really popular and share it and get in touch with them. So, I mean, that's one way. Um, and then there's, for comedy, various sites like Funny or Die, the Comedy Minute. Um, there's also video, which is all types of video, uh, videos, but a lot of comedy as well. Um, and just finding websites where you can share your video, not just on
3: YouTube, um, so that's the way I think. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, I, the one thing I like about this panel here is that everyone is very specific into what they're talking about, and I think that goes back into finding your niche, mm-hmm. kind of. It you know, all is really tying together really well. Uh, uh, when you find that niche and you find what's specific, it's, it's hard to figure out, well, how now am I going to generate this sort of community around what I'm doing? And, it's difficult. You know, narrative storytelling has been around for over a hundred years. So, uh, I came into cinema not only learning how do you make a film, how do you tell a story, how do you go beginning, middle, and end, but then you have this whole other world that's kind of the business side of it, which is generating a a population of people that want to see your work. And, uh, I think what we're seeing right now in the industry is something very industry or very interesting, because you have Hollywood and then you have Netflix and Hulu, you have VNU On Demand, you have Amazon Fire TV, you have Apple TV, and you have folks now that can get distributed on multiple platforms or one platform. And I, I think it's kind of finding what works for you and finding uh, who it is you are. And I think sometimes in storytelling, you get caught up in the popularity of it, you know, and it's you know, people will tell you that you need to be this or you need to be that. And I think it's staying true to who you are and when you are who you are, people will find that interesting. And slowly but surely, you know, I, on Vimeo I went viral. I have over 800,000 views on my short film Life Lessons. But then I found that uh, it seemed like a lot of buzz, <laughs> but there wasn't really a buzz. It, it, it took time, that uh, it was a time-based thing to get, generate all those views. And then when you look at the statistics, you see that you're being viewed in countries that you weren't too aware would be interested in what you're doing. I had a lot of views coming from Europe and India and China, places, you know, and it wasn't that much of a, a large American audience, and that's because my stuff is on the lower end scale of budget, and uh, then you begin to ask yourself, well, is that okay? Is there something wrong with that? <laughs> uh, am I not? Why, am I, why are Americans not watching my films? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. it no, there's no rule book that says that I have to be great an American audience, but you know, I I received an email from my short film Artifact. It was a sci-fi, with someone asking me to make them a full action figure set that they want on their on their wall. That's awesome. And that was in London. And you know, there would have never been that connection without the internet and it's how it's all tied together with being able to reach people all over the world. And I think it's I think it's staying true to who you are. Yes, there's uh politics to it, obviously. Uh but it's Your audience is going to be there if you know who you are and what it is you're trying to say.
0: So, there's a couple different concepts that I want to talk about on this. Um, First of all, all those are awesome. That's totally true. Uh, I think a big part of it is once you find your path, um, sticking with that and not worrying about how the process goes is a huge thing. So, not worrying, like, as I said, it may lead you in a different way that you didn't even think about, and just being open to going with it. Another thing is who here knows uh, on YouTube Casey Neistat? He's one of the biggest YouTubers. His huge kind of piece of advice is just three words. It's just keep uploading. Just keep at it, and you'll find your audience. Um, consistency is huge. Um, and really, you gotta, you got to open up. Like he said, be yourself. Really let your emotion come out. Like, let, lead with your heart on your sleeve because um, that's how people really connect with you emotionally and see the kind of humanity within you. Um, another thing is when you have, when you, you know, even no matter how small the audience is, uh, I, I, the one that actually keeps me going, cause it is hard when you're constantly making stuff and one thing gets, you know, 800,000 views and the other thing gets 52 views and you're like, what, what's, you know, what's going on here? It's the concept that one is greater than zero. Somebody is watching and you don't know who that person is. That person could be the producer of your next film. Um, so just really sticking with it, um, and the engaging is also a huge thing. So no matter how small your audience is, if you are talking with them and if there's comments coming in and you're replying to them, like get a relationship going with your audience because that's who's gonna continue to be fans. Um, and i sorry, I have a bunch of notes because I have ADHD so my mind just kind of starts going. <laughs> um, with that audience, uh, for future stuff, especially if you're making consistent like short form stuff, uh, listen to what they're telling you. You know if you if a bunch of people are asking for something Make that because then you're gonna be really making your audience happy and growing a really loyal fan base um, and, to, and to get that out there. There's tons of tools with social media um, you have Facebook groups for a whole bunch of things like I consistently share stuff to a couple Facebook groups and that actually gets me work that has you know, people you build your brand and People kind of start knowing you for the thing you're doing. You need to introduce yourself and stick with it, um, and eventually that'll grow. And as Nancy was saying, influencer marketing. So, um, you know, reaching out to other people that are in your space that are, you know, have very large audiences and maybe collaborating with them. It's kind of just, there's a bunch of ways to go about it, and the main thing is just to keep at it. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: keeping at it. We're just gonna let one person answer. This question. <laughs> Long-winded a bit. Um, everybody wants to make money in this world. That's kind of cool. So uh, let's go with Alexander. Um, like once you start, how did you find your way into making money off of your work?
3: So uh, I ended up meeting it. So I think it's a big thing with what goes on is connections. Um, Kind of what got, it's all is very connected. Relationships. Relationships is huge. Uh, I had ended up. So my first feature film, when I moved here to Denver, was someone had offered me the opportunity. The interesting thing about that story was, is I met this person four years prior at a film festival, and at the time I only got official selections. I hadn't even won, and he was one of only like five people that were in the screening room. There's more people in here now watching my trailer than there was watching. <laughs> official selections at New York International Film and Video Festival. No one came in the door. I was sitting there and I had, you know, sweat in my armpits and mm-hmm. there was like three people that, it was cool. Like, Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was great, but that guy that was sitting there happened to be a real estate guy from uh, Montana and uh, come years later, I and met him in Los Angeles and he said, hey, uh, let's talk about stories. We were at a hotel. I started talking about doing a, a somewhat of a modern adaptation of Scorsese's first film and he said, well, say, I, say I gave you $4,000, what would you do? I'm, I'm going to make you a movie, that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> so then that's how it happened. And who would have known that, that would I have known that five years prior? Probably not. I, I didn't even think, I, I dreamed about making a feature film, but I never, at the time you don't think it's going to happen. But it's, I think it's really connection based and then from there, once you have product, once you have a brand, exactly. then you now have something to offer these folks, <coughs> distributors, mainly is what, you know, what we're talking about. Obviously, for me, it's a distributor, whether it be Amazon or someone independently. You know, Online now, you can make money on YouTube, you can make money on Vimeo On Demand. Patreon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The video on
2: YouTube.
3: There's a lot of ways to do it. You're your own studio. And uh, once you have product, which goes with consistency, mm-hmm now you're able to sell your product, you get contacted by a channel on Amazon, and now you're making $3 a fee. And that's kind of how you generate that revenue. And it starts with who you know, what you're doing, and being consistent. Preach.
1: (laughs) Um, We live in an evolving world, so kind of everything changes. We saw vines come in, went out real quick, um, <laughs> YouTube's kind of- They
0: were about, I think they were around for about six seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for six, 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 oh. so That's where the short attention span came from, um, So we're gonna go ahead and talk about what you guys think the future holds uh, for videos like this, what you think, um, like, <laughs> what what advice would you give these people for the future? what's the trends you see coming up? So if Nancy wants to start.
2: Um, I just wanted to I talking about, um, this does, <laughs> this. Um, but talking about being true to yourself, what you said, so I'm gonna keep making videos, comedy, or, you know, it doesn't have to be like dramedy um, about women mostly in their 40s and older because I just don't see a lot of that, like real, like real gritty stuff. I just think there's a lot of humor to it, and I just don't see enough of that. It's like I want to give women something they can relate to, um, but in a humorous way. That's what I try to do with My High Nancy, and like the Fubra, you know, it's like we don't all have perfect bodies, and, but I just, I don't know, I just want to like have real people on my videos. uh, So that's being true to me, and and that's what I want to keep doing. you know, but like, I had mentioned haul videos. Um, so if you remember the Chewbacca mom? Yes. Mask. Um, she made Best thing ever. about $500,000 from doing it. She didn't plan on it. Like, she wasn't a hall vlogger at all. You know, it just was her laugh, her infectious laugh. And then Kohl's, where she got it from, was like, oh, we got a star here. And like, she's gotten a lot of merchandise from them for free. And monetizing that video, like I said, five hundred
3: thousand dollars. I'm coming from a film standpoint, so uh, in terms of the future, I think uh, going back to what I say, uh, I preach this a lot. Anyone who knows me, we're seeing something really different happening right now in cinema. Uh, we're seeing the studios not knowing what's going on. <coughs> we're watching Netflix not knowing what's going on. Netflix has been down in their subscribers in quarter one. We're seeing Netflix scramble and cancel shows at uh, uh, original shows, and that's very serious. You have huge directors for creating these shows, and they're being mixed by by Netflix. And you're seeing Scorsese go to Netflix, and not his film is not going to open in theaters. And anyone in here who is a Scorsese fan like me, <laughs> who who is not watching Scorsese film in the theater first, if you're a fan, I mean it's never happened. That's how you do it? It's, it's uh, where he originated. He's kind of the uh, he, he he is the grandfather of cinema right now, and. Everything's moving to the television or to a tablet, and uh, what, what we're gonna see is, is we're seeing Hollywood and us not knowing what's happening, and I think it, through the scramble, my opinion is, is we're gonna see the art house films, the films coming from people that have stories to tell about real people and people that are living their lives and struggling with certain things every day and talking about that, it, whether it be narrative, whether it be short form, whether it be in a vlog you're going to see that live online and on direct distribution and you're going to see the big, big money guys, you're going to see big Hollywood films with Channing Tatum blowing up half of a building and then dancing about it, and you're going to see that in the theater and it's going to go for a while, it's going to be about four or five months that you're going to be able to get that new Star Wars movie in the theater and it's going to be all about ticket sales and it's going to be a very divided industry but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, Uh, I think that it's something that Probably will eventually, whether we like it or not, gets embraced. But obviously, folks up here on this panel are embracing that, and careers are now growing after that.
0: You yes, have to be able to pivot. I think Honestly, yes. I have the shortest answer for this ever. It's super simple. The future, right here, mobile. It's gonna be king. I, I mean, eventually, uh, laptops might even, I mean, there's CEOs of huge companies that don't even carry laptops anymore. So just knowing the space and creating for this.
3: This key. Yeah. Already.
1: Okay. so this is gonna be the question and answer part for these guys. So oh wow there you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh let's start I like it Here. yes uh, so do you guys do this full
0: time? How does it transition from having a regular job to doing this full time? Commitment. Yes. Uh I do I run my I run my production company full time and uh Occasionally, I do Uber to fill the gaps because you have to do what you gotta do, um, but like 95% of my income is this, and uh, it's just commitment. It's just, uh, what was it? Uh, Cortez uh, is a conqueror, and he like, you know, goes to these things, and when they get to places, they burn the boats because that's how much they want to make it happen. You have to burn, what you want, you gotta do it. That's, that's the level of commitment you gotta have to be able to succeed. Burn boats. Burn boats, Tons of. and boats. maybe film it in slow motion. Burn <laughs> We're
3: stuck on, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, uh, I work retail management. Uh, I've been a manager in retail for almost two years now. Uh, but yeah, you know, film is full time. Uh, we're now working on our fourth feature film uh, with the director. We've now had a, uh, an interesting side comment: a 4K exclusive channel on Amazon wants to buy the rights just for the director because it was filmed in 4K. So that can tell you how different our world is now. They only want to buy the rights just to the 4K. You can do whatever you want with the standard deaf version, but I just want—I want people to watch it in 4K. And you know that's full time. It's a—it's a, a full time thing. Uh, sometimes the money's not always there, and that goes back to persistence and uh, passion and uh, patience and uh, never giving up on it. And eventually, you'll make—you'll make money. And it's going to build. I mean, start small. Yeah, look at it. Look at anybody. I mean, J.J. Abrams didn't wake up and make Star Wars. It started off small, started off in television. You may have had a little bit more connections, but it's still starting off at the very beginning. So it just it takes time, and eventually you're going to get to where you want to be. All right. Uh, you, sir.
1: Jim Hannah Beret. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Would you say that there are any web analytics tools that you've used to help oh, yeah. you further your understanding of yes. your audience outside of
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: That's actually why I left Vimeo. Uh, on that note, uh, once again, I started off with very primitive internet online distribution. Uh, YouTube was all about cat videos. And, <laughs> Still is. Uh, funny or die was beta, and these guys emailed me, and I was like, funnier die. You know, I read it in an email. That's a little old, right? And. Uh, they uh, said, hey, yeah, come on, you, know, you get to compete with these videos on this, uh, on this beta website. And at the time, I didn't even think it was that great. Uh, yeah, sure, how do no, I upload it? And then now, you know, they've got Hollywood actors on Funnier Guy. And uh, you, it's, on, you don't want to get, so that goes into kind of more of the technical aspect. You don't want to get lost in the crowd, you want to stand out. The question is, is, with what you're making, how do you stand out? And if it's films, do you want to get washed out on YouTube with cat videos? If it's on Vimeo, do you want a time-lapse video to get a staff pick and you not? You have to look at what's happening, what are your trends? Mm -hmm. This has been brought up here on the panel. What are your trends and how do you stand out above those trends?
0: I think analytics-wise, just to answer, because I know you were kind of, you were are searching for kind of tools on how to find stuff. So you have Google AdWords, which can basically show you an audience size. So for me, Parkour has you know, up to a million hits, a million searches a month. So anybody that's running an ad on that's gonna be wildly successful. Um, you have Facebook does crazy insights. Like you can figure out the age, location, gender, uh, income level, like you can go so deep with it and see where which parts of your video are getting like the most traction. So I'd say pay attention to start uploading stuff and then watch those to see like what's doing the best and what your demographic is and then kind of play into what that demographic is.
2: Can I really quickly, um, <laughs> yeah, I on Facebook I just wanna say if you upload, upload your video directly to Facebook, uh, it works better on that platform. Facebook discourages in a way um, YouTube videos that are uploaded to it. Um,
0: Use each platform the way it's supposed right. to be used.
2: Yeah. upload directly to Facebook Yeah. you put it up there. Or upload to multiple. Don't just put a link to YouTube, right. in my opinion. <laughs>
3: think, right. think about that conflict of interest between businesses.
2: Speaking
3: of cast and crew, do
1: you have a problem with keeping people engaged? Sure. And they kind of go Of course. That
3: seems to go with uh, that. I'd say that that's a trust factor. Uh, I've got folks in this building right now that I trust uh, and care about very d- deeply and very dearly. Uh, they become like a family circle. You put something on somebody and you have to trust them and I think that's all about knowing the people that you're working with and building that relationship with them prior to going into whatever production. And provide
2: food for them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that seriously goes so far. Are you able to monetize on Facebook,
2: YouTube,
0: YouTube any- So uh, there's some different things. So uh, with YouTube monetization, it actually starts. You don't even get any money until you hit 10,000 views. So it's very hard to do that. So so with Vimeo, you have Vimeo On Demand, which is a actual paid service that people will pay for your content. Uh, Facebook, you don't have a paid option yet, but it's, again, everything's changing. I could possibly see it happening, but Facebook's really where, Facebook has like a three second rule, where if somebody is on your video for three seconds, it counts as a view, which is why you see all the millions and millions of views, because it's just, they can be scrolling, they can go, oh, what's this? Watch for a second, and then keep going, and that counts as a view. Um, so YouTube, YouTube obviously is the biggest one that pays people. Vimeo, you actually have to like create a specific. It's not available unless it's paid option. But again, if you can build an audience, that's another super good way to go about it. Uh,
3: I'm I'm just thinking like if if my video ever went viral, what would happen to me? Would be that? <laughs> Honest, I would. Um, I would, um,
0: would kind of like less freak than you out. think. Actually, so say you get a million hits. Mm-hmm. That's unless. People will con- like reach out to you, possibly, so that's what happened to him, was he you know, had something go viral, some people contacted him. It basically, when you have something go viral, it gets more exposure to you, so you get more eyes on it, so if people want to work with you, they can reach out, but views are just views, inherently. So sometimes, you may have a viral video, and it may go, no, it may just be, like, oh cool, I got a million views, so how do, how on do to you, the next day.
3: That's why, like, how, do you, how do you think about like keeping that audience Absolutely. there uh, on, on the million? Consistency, consistency.
0: So you have that and then you you know say, you know, maybe even so that's where engaging can really help. So you have a million views. You're gonna have people commenting like crazy. If people are asking stuff or commenting, I love this part, and then just talk with them, start start conversations and start reaching out. And you'll kinda of figure out like what, what, yeah, what, exactly, what they what they liked, what they didn't like, how to move forward, like what specifically they liked about it that maybe you can repeat on the next one that's different. Um, so there's it's all just breaking it down and really like figuring out what worked on it and how you can play into that and move forward. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: was a big question but yeah, but I yeah, that I Yeah, yeah, of course. course. Oh. What kind of camera do you recommend and or gimbal or stuff like that?
0: It really depends on. See you later. <laughs> uh, it depends on the. So for adventure, say, um, I have an FS700, which I. Because I have a big part of my style is super good slow motion. Okay. Um, so I love that. But if you're doing adventure stuff and you need to move yeah. around, like oh, nice a CD. bigger camera might not be. So it's right. really just. kind of the budget you have and then think about what you want to be doing and the kind of camera that's gonna fit that the best so 4k is important that's good if slow motion is important that's good if being able to be small and agile and like put it in a backpack is good like it's there's so many options now at so many different price ranges that it's really like figure out for before you even shop think what uh, is gonna work. What What are the key things that I need like, in a camera, yeah. and then search those, and you'll First be able to like way like get you know For the more video, options. Yeah. right
1: now I have a setup with logo, intro, whatever, and then mm-hmm. the video. Would you put like a clip
0: at the beginning? I it's hard. Um, I like putting even just a small logo in the beginning, just because that hits the brand right away. Um, but again, as you see in like, in the trailer, so say like, uh, I mean, the, the, the most recent one to come out was Jumanji. Right. So they had like crazy action sequence for five seconds and then the title. So I would even say copy that. So like, have like, you know, movement, 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 movement boom, and then, I mean, so don't reinvent the wheel. See what's working and just kind of go to that. Yeah. I know Facebook marketing is really do you see
1: anything else coming up that might overtake it? Because Facebook, you really Exactly. Facebook,
0: I think, currently is the best um, bang for your buck. It's cheap. It's, uh, you know, if you, uh, you need to put a little bit of money into it, but... You can read. You can you can go so specific. You can go like I want. You know, forty year old males in Minnesota, and that can and then that can reach it. You can like literally target to that. So, uh, with the it's so specific. The ad, the audience that's going after that with an, with an ad, is going to be you're going to be directly into the vein of the audience that you want. So it's it is yeah. That or if so, if you can find a Google AdWords. So that's where it gets hard because Google AdWords. If you you want low competition, you want a lot of searches, low competition, and a low price. Yeah. Yeah. So like currently, Parkour has you know up to a million searches a month. It has low competition and it's under a dollar a click. So if you have a bit of a budget, you know even I haven't tried it out yet, but I'm I just found that so I was like I need to I need to use this. Um, basically just kind of see what see what's out there, because otherwise you're wasting money. Yeah. There's so many people that are wasting money on just like generic, like, oh, you know, like people that are trying to go after millennials that are doing, you know, like an older generation style of thing, like, um, it's really just finding, finding the specific audience and that's where the consistency comes in. If you keep uploading and you keep you know, doing all the different platforms together, I'd even say if you want to build a brand, do YouTube, do Facebook, and do Vimeo separately with the same video. If you're not worried about all the views going into one place, if you want to get across everything, each one of those has a different audience. I, I didn't go too much into here, but I think YouTube, personally, is really more and more about education now. So if you're doing like adventure videos, Facebook's probably the best place to be just because you, you go to YouTube to learn. Um, or watch gaming videos or whatever. It's, it's education. So it's um, yeah. I would say just kind of see what works the best for what you're doing. Yeah, okay, thank you. I know you have off the stage. <laughs> yeah, of course. vlogging channel. Yeah, and me and my friend, what we're doing is like stupid challenges and stuff. But also, like you said, you need to like connect with your audience. Yes. How would you recommend that? Because like when I do my challenges, I try not to make them too long, so I can still talk to them. Absolutely. I, I just I, I don't want <laughs> to. Them. Yeah. Um, So so that's good, vlogging is definitely still YouTube. Obviously you have, I mean people starting a vlog, so vlogging's another thing where Facebook and YouTube together Um, and then share, you know, I wouldn't say share YouTube to Facebook just because Facebook likes it when you upload it and you can get information from there, but vlogging and education are what YouTube is. So just keep at it and just try and get. Out. Try to. Another thing is connecting with other vloggers. Huge thing. So, reach out. You know, just see who's in. What do you vlog specifically about? That's that's an thing <laughs> I'm Trying to kind of figure that out. You gotta figure so. it out, yeah. So, but that's the thing. You can kind of. That's where you can kind of um, go into multiple different categories and just like so. Try, you know, see the different styles and try it out. And through that, through the process, you'll see what you really like and what you're good at. Um, and then just double down on that, because then once you find that audience, you can be like, hey. You're another vlogger that, you know, gets 400,000 views, a, you know. And just try to reach out to them on, dif- on Facebook, on Twitter, on all these things. Okay. And say, hey, would you like to collaborate? And some, you, know, you may get a lot of no's, but you also may get that one yes that takes you to the next level. Okay. Um, so just So making stuff and then connecting with the audience. And then once you have a bit of an audience and you stay with that for a while, because if they see that you only have, like, two videos, they're like, oh, he just started. Like, he needs to get, you know, yeah. do some work. So do some work on it. Find your niche and then get that audience and then yeah, influencer marketing and just kind of, it's all about relationships, man. It's all about like, you don't, as you said, like he talked with one guy like four years ago and then he ended up, that's what happens. It's really, it's just, if you do the work and you don't worry about like the recognition up front and you just grind and just get it out and have fun with it, you're
2: going to find it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Have a good day. I will. You as well.